Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If we're starting off being honest, we are on take two because we're so out of routine Mm -hmm. for reasons that shall be discussed that I didn't hit record on the audio and that is my bad. But in my defense, we didn't have our normal routine today at all. We tried to do our pre-show ritual, get our Chipotle, get our Coke Zero, and we still, I think I said this last week, but I couldn't eat Chipotle after Mexico because it was reminding me of the food that I was eating that made me sick. sick. And so I thought we could do it, and we couldn't do it yet. I was almost even looking forward to it. However, you were the reason that we even attempted because you texted me And I should have never did that. And I'm so sorry I put that on you because it was my bad. It was you had a bad. I had a bad. We We should have held each other accountable. You should have said, Brittany, no, that's not a good idea. I should have said, Haley, my God. (laughs) (laughs) My God, we've been doing this for over a year. year, And the red light is not on. Because let me tell you, our little deck, I don't know what you call it. I should probably know a sound mixer. I stare at it. It's literally right in front of my (laughs) fucking eyes. I'm so sorry, everyone, for the swearing. But we're coming in hot today. I'm coming in hot today. I've been trying to be better. Um, That light was green. And I and looked green at is it not multi- a go. Green is not go. It's red now. We can confirm this. But we're just a little off. It's um, okay. It's, it's okay. fine. Um, the, because there are some good things that have happened this week. There are? Oh, wait. Oh, the lions. The lions. We'll wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what, was the it merch. Because join the bonus oh. Patreon content to see the first look. At the Christmas merch. I don't want to forget to say it because it's going to be good. I'll... Woo, Sneak peek, you can't woo. see what... Why did I just do that with my hand? But anyways, it's... you can't see what's in the bag unless you join the Patreon for a sneak peek. But we will be releasing soon what it is. Um, We have a lot of stuff here actually to show. Yeah, it's quite, all right in front of items. us. So join that for that. And also, like Brittany was saying, positive news. If you couldn't tell, Lions won... Again, they they should know. I'm dressed like a full on cheerleader right now. I've got my hat. Well, I think we really influenced this game by going and purchasing multiple blue margaritas to watch it. And I think that really helped the situation. It really brought the vibes up for everybody involved, myself included. Um, It's funny because I also said last week, I'm never drinking again. and. I am now telling a story about drinking, and that was totally smooth and fun and fine. We had but a great eating, time. Suddenly, I can't have Chipotle. But anyways, um, tomatoes, yeah. potatoes. What are you gonna do? Not much, exactly. Continue to have blue margaritas on Sundays, and so we did that. But also, it was crazy because in the fourth quarter, with three minutes left, the Lions only had a one point two percent chance of winning the game, and there was a chances of us being able to drink again, and we did. And so also. <laughs> so what we can say is the theme of this week is resilience. We can do it. Perseverance. Persevere and you shall achieve. Um, mm-hmm. They had a 1.2% chance of winning the game in the fourth quarter with three minutes left. They do it. Now we're 8-2. and two. This is the first time we've been 8-2 and two 
in 61 years, in my parents' lifetime, in my lifetime, in your lifetime, my your parents', parents lifetime, lifetime, the never. first time. It also means that now, since their last record at the end of the season was eight and two, and now their first record is eight and two, they're now 16 and 20 for their last games. They've won 16 out of 20 of their last games. Because they are superstars. They, they are, are America's team. In the words of Evan, they are the real deal. We are the real deal. I had to leave the restaurant before the game was over. And yeah, I was you fake fan. I mean, I was watching it on Dan my phone. Campbell would be disappointed, which if you're watching this, you see that Brittany has a literal. I thought you Dan, Dan Campbell. I was like, Campbell. Dan Campbell watch this. Oh, my God. I no. would pass away. <laughs> Brittany has a Dan Campbell fangirl shirt on. I mean, on. if you're not a Dan Campbell fangirl, then who are you and what are you doing with your life? Because that man. <laughs> I'm scared where this is going. He's. But, He's perfect. Yeah, we were we were very thrilled to be a, be a part of it. Um, we were, we were. Also, this past weekend, though, <laughs> we were a part. Of yeah, it. we were a part of it. We, we were a part of the win by what we did. Let to- me say something. We've won. <laughs> I'm not I think a hundred. The Lions have won a hundred percent of the games that we have watched together since they started winning as of the first game of the season that they won. That's Any time that we have sat next to each other and watched that game with our eyeballs. Even last season, at the end of last season. Even, even at the end of last season. So since whatever that day was, we will remain together for games moving forward for the sake of the Lions. Okay. That was I'll crazy. That in mind. <laughs> um, also this weekend. Lots of things were going on this weekend. It was which a busy weekend for no good reason. I was very disappointed. I have to be honest. Um, Evan actually went hunting and like went out of town to go hunting. And I'm like, sir, how are you physically capable of leaving the city again? again. Um, but I was very disappointed because I just wanted to sit and rot. And that didn't happen. But me too. We, I had a Friendsgiving on Friday, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. But. On the way there, I talked about this on Instagram, TikTok, because I've said it before on here. I always somehow end up getting in situations where I'm saving other people's dogs. I think it's your life calling. Like, I think that's why you're on the earth is to save dogs. Because why else would there be this kind of... I can't handle it. Repetitive theme. I know you can't handle it, but it's your calling. So sometimes your calling, you know, it feels like it is a lot on your shoulders, (laughs) but it's just... I why you're here genuinely the the pressure is too great and I fail under pressure (laughs) and so I don't like it and I want to pass it to someone else but so Friday I'm driving to Friendsgiving two things happen this weekend and I see a dog on the side of the road no leash no owner I freak out because I'm like oh my god it's like about to run pull over, whatever, do U-turn, go in the thing. It was like an older person. Dogs ended up being fine. Um, And same thing Saturday, dogs locked in a car, which some people were commenting on my- Yeah, some people were commenting on my TikTok being like, it was not that hot in Michigan. No, the sun was beaming down to the earth. It says on Google, because I Googled it, after five minutes in a car between 30 and 70 degrees, it is considered animal abuse. So and I that's sat in facts. my car next to the dog with for 30 minutes and I don't know how long they were in there before that. And 
I was getting hot in my car and I had the air on. I had to take my jacket off because of the sun beating on the car. And let me say another thing, because I mean, you Googled that you found that fact. And this is something that we haven't said in a really long time. But truth is truth. And that's the truth. It's too hot. Yeah. For the dog in the car. Um, But yeah, so I, I got involved <laughs> in some situations. And the thing was, in both situations, I really wanted to lecture the owners in mm-hmm. every situation I've been It's hard in. to bite your tongue in those and kinds of situations. I didn't because I didn't want to get in an altercation. We had enough altercations. Uh, We're putting recently. that behind us. We are done with altercations for the rest of 2023. Thank you very yeah. much. Yep. But speaking of Mexico, because I think there's one more altercation, one more story we didn't tell. Um, and I alluded to this when I commented on your TikTok is you not only save dogs, but you save birds. Which is crazy because I hate birds. You literally, that's your worst enemy you guys, is a bird. It was actually so funny. I <laughs> told Bertie, I'm like, I wish you would have got this on video because it was literally like Snow White. I don't know what I thought I was doing. But <laughs> I we're, was shocked because I know you hate birds. It was and my, you were coming was, unglued at I the know. table. I couldn't imagine because I, I'll tell another story after this, but we were sitting at breakfast and it was, an inside place, but since there was a patio and workers kept coming in and out, a bird came inside and was like trapped inside. And I was watching the bird and it was trying to escape and it was panicked. It didn't know mm. how to get out. And every time it would try to fly to an open door, the door would close. And I'm like, oh my God, someone needs to open the door for this bird. <laughs> and the funny thing is about it, like, I don't know how, I don't know the level of IQ that birds actually possess. I mean, but- Who's to say, really? I really had high standards for this bird at this point. Like, I was like, I will open the door for it, and it will know. That it I'm will be guided out peacefully. You guys, the way that it actually happened like that, I got up, opened the door with no context, <laughs> and I swear to God, within one second, the bird just flew out the door, and it knew, and I spoke <laughs> with it telepathically. you and I was so you knew I was it so knew. happy that it worked out and the way that how quickly it worked out. I realistically <laughs> in my head, I thought like, OK, if I get up and I hold this door open, like people are outside there eating. So they see me holding the door open, wondering, like, who am I holding the door open for? And no one's coming out. And I it did hit me at one point in time, like I could stand here for a while and it could be pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but like if the bird yeah, didn't know like what the, to do if, if you couldn't scoot it along no and then my also biggest fear at that time was like what if I'm holding it open the bird like flies into me and so that's why I kept telling Evan to do it but Evan was like dude just eat your breakfast mind your business bro you really contemplated the pros and cons of the situation I, before going into it and I saved it um no but I was gonna say I have witnessed a lot of also tragedies with birds um and I did save a bird that flew into the window of my house. That you did. But it's still very traumatic to witness. I um, feel like those birds still do that by your house. Perfect. We're just drawing bad energy or something. I mean. um, Maybe that's why it's a punishment for what? something. <laughs> like, what? what I deal with with animals. I don't know. Um, You're just, you are Snow White, I guess. You just, the animals are drawn to you. Well, let's change that because I can't handle it mentally. Um, But also, on another note, I saw this this past weekend, which I'm sharing to also hopefully save some dogs. There is a dog respiratory illness going around. It started in Oregon. 
more than 200 cases have been reported there since mid-August, but now it's starting to be reported in Colorado, Illinois, New Hampshire, which is getting kind of close to us. I don't like it. Um, and basically it presents at first as like a kennel cough, which has been around for a long time. If you own, if you have a pet, like, you know, that that's a thing. Um, and that's why you get like vaccines and stuff. But right. when it's that season, typically you are supposed to bring your dogs around other dogs less and all that. And that's basically what they're saying to do to prevent this is try not to have your dog with a large group of other dogs. Um, don't share water bowls. But also, if you as a person come in contact with a sick dog to like wash your hands, not touch your dog, maybe change your clothes because it can be transmitted that way. You know, the groomers, all that. And it is causing it's not the same thing as kennel cough. So they don't really know how to treat it. And a few dogs have passed away from it. So they're just saying to be really careful and like look out for any warning signs and to take your dog to the vet immediately if you think your dog might have it. Um. Thankfully, I don't. We don't really bring our dogs no. around. Our dogs don't really interact with other dogs, but they do go to the vet and the groomers. I feel like pretty regularly. So, yeah, they're saying if you can groom your dogs at home, do that. Oh, um, not with Corona, man. Why? Because she's evil. She is evil. She's been kind. Of, her temper's been kind of out of control lately. Um. Yeah, I think I figured that when. You were walking out of the door last week oh to come gosh. I was on to the, the phone studio with you. and you were like, stop. <laughs> I don't even know she what she's doing. She charges at me anytime she gets like wind that I'm leaving the home. I need to stop saying bye so loud to people because I will go try to walk out the front door and she will charge her whole little body at the front door. And she doesn't bite, but she will like try to grab at the back of your sweatpants and drag you back into the <laughs> And what home. if you don't have sweatpants on, per Then she se. won't do it. She's smart. Yeah, yeah. She's a smart dog, and she only does it to people that she loves, which isn't very many people, so you don't so have you're to be thankful. concerned. <laughs> she has done it to me. Which I guess she loves you. I don't know. I was terrified. I don't know what to tell you. She's um, not a good girl, and that's... <laughs> Well, thankfully, she won't be around other dogs either. No, um, no. But yeah, like so that that's going around. Look out for that Um, just to, you know, let the people know. But also, on a positive note regarding animals, um, Chewy is doing a Christmas list this year. So basically, if you go to b.chewy.com slash Chewy dash claws, you chewy can submit claws? Chewy claws. <laughs> You can submit your pet's Christmas wish list for them. And Chewie's going to pick like random people and fulfill the wish list for the pets. Luna needs a wish list. But even if they don't end up getting picked for the wish list, every letter sent to Chewie, they'll donate a pound of pet food and supplies for charities in need. I love, I don't know if they like have done this before. But it's been going around this year. And I'm like, that's such a good idea. Also, just can you imagine like giving your dog? I don't even. A wish list? I I can't give my dogs Christmas gifts anymore because I tried it in the past. Like I would like wrap up a toy and stuff and let them open it. But they would get jealous of each other's toys. And then try to take them. Yeah. So I stopped doing it. But I get them Christmas gifts. Yeah. I have to open them and just hand them. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to get them treats either it can only be toys today's episode is brought to you by uncommon goods i said it before and i'll say it again it's officially time to kickstart your holiday shopping 
but no need to panic. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free, and we got you 15% off your next gift with our discount code, so you can start checking off your list at a discounted price. Uncommon Goods has something unique for everyone on your list. That's why I love shopping on their site. A few of my favorite gifts that I mentioned before were some customizable items, like handwritten note blankets, still wanting one of these for myself, cough, cough, personalized family recipe books, and giving the gift of virtual experiences, like cooking classes or mixology classes. I would totally get one of these for my sisters or friends. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S., so you can gift things that are meaningful and out of the ordinary. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com shady. That's uncommongoods.com shady for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Thank you to Uncommon Goods for sponsoring today's episode. Well, by the way, by the way, another warning for the animal lovers. Um, do not feed your animals over the holidays people food because that is the biggest thing that vets see during the holidays is pancreatitis in their animals from them getting people food. So don't feed your dogs. Don't do or it. Or any animals people food. Um, okay, moving on though, speaking of food and Friendsgiving. So we went to Friendsgiving Friday. I went. You said we, but I meant like you, you went, uh, you attended one. I, I understand. One. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because usually I find myself hosting things. Nine um, times out of 10, probably. Nine times out of 10. But our friend wanted to do it and she was like, you know what though? But like, I don't really cook. So she went to Costco for everything. And it just really got me thinking. First of all, every single thing was delicious. We got like chicken pot pie. Obviously, desserts like pies, cookies, mashed potatoes, everything. And obviously, Costco you know, Costco's off. in bulk, so whatever. But it was all so delicious. And, like, I need to know who the chefs are for Costco. That's a really good question because, I mean, there's a lot of Costco's in this world. So they must have a lot of chefs. But it also got me thinking. So we were all talking about how... We don't necessarily have Costco memberships. But you you know. But you know someone who has. And I feel like that's a reoccurring thing with our generation specifically. With all kinds of memberships. Yes. But specifically, yeah, Costco. Like, it just makes you. And I think this is why. This is why I've avoided it, I think. I think it really is one of those things that you're an adult if you have that. Yeah, that's There's not. There's no denying. That's like, not even like. Oh, I'm adulting adult like that. You're a full fledged about to pop out a child or two adult like you are mature. You are polished. You have your life together and you're going to Costco. It's just the most adult of adult memberships. And there are memberships that like are semi adult. That's one of the ones that I think puts you. That's like top tier adult. Yeah. And then another one that we just recently talked about. Season tickets to sporting events. That is very, another very mature. I wouldn't argue as, as mature as a Costco membership. I feel like it's a tier below in the adult rankings. rankings. I agree. But for some, I mean, I guess this makes sense then, but I would definitely see myself getting one of those before I got a Costco membership. I would say the same. 
which I ha- I have priorities. I have suggested Lion season tickets in the past, but we've never followed through with such a thing. Probably because we weren't ready for that kind of adult commitment yet. It's too much of a commitment, I think. Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's a lot of pre-planning. Another, there's a lot of memberships that make you an adult. Another one, TSA pre-check. I've heard good things. If you have TSA pre-check, I feel like you are the adult of the adult. You are getting, you have your life together. mm You've got places to go. You've got people to see, and you don't have time to wait around. Yeah, no, I picture anyone with TSA PreCheck, they are living their absolute best life. Their inbox is constantly (laughs) zeroed out. They have no clutter in their email inbox. Their sock drawer (laughs) is clean, and they are- Are you describing yourself? No, neither. (laughs) I mean, my sock drawer has been hit or miss this year, guys. It's been bad. Um- but has been worse. My inbox, it's it's pretty zeroed out. I do I do stay on top of my emails. But that's um, crazy. Um, I feel like another one that is an adult thing is a specialized studio workout membership. So like bar, Pilates, yoga. Not just a gym membership. Because I feel like it is an adult thing to have a gym membership that you mostly don't use. Mm-hmm. That's but, very adult. But a specialized studio membership is again like you just got your shit together if you've got that. It is, and I can back that up with an example. Me. So I had a bar membership. I still go now and again, but when I was going and I was living my best, most consistent fitness life, I was going at 5 a.m. And I, you know, if it was a picture of like circle the thing that does not belong, it would be me because I was clearly an outlier. Was everyone great? Really inclusive? Because you were the youngest one. I was by far the youngest one. Everyone else was talking about their kids and and their fifth grade graduations and stuff like that. Like they they had kids. They did not just have tiny babies. I feel like that was similar for me too because I did, I had a bar membership when I was in college, like my last few years of college. And even though it was by a college, there was some like college students. You're going to get that. Right. But it was a lot of older women as well. Um, and I think it's because it's just a very mature thing, thing to, to do. do. I was not that good at not bar itself, mm-hmm. but the commitment of having to go to class at the specific time. Like, I know that helps a lot of people. Not but I you. think for me, it's the opposite. You didn't like it? No, because when I feel like I have to do something, I get this like pressure and anxiety about it. Like, I know a good example of this. Like when you're told when you're younger, you have to clean your room. But now that you've been told you have to clean your room, even if you really kind of were thinking about cleaning your room, you're like, I don't know if I necessarily want to do this anymore because now I'm being told. But if you wouldn't have told me I was going to clean my room anyways because I wanted to do it, yeah, like, you know what I, I mean. Just, yeah, it, for me, it's reverse psychology for some reason, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people, it's not like that. A lot of people like the accountability. I loved it when I was fully virtual for work, and now that I'm in person, some days virtual, it's harder because I can't make it into like a, a schedule, so it's not a routine. Yeah. Yeah. It gets tough because then you feel all over the place and your life feels out of control and it just, we're working on it. 
Yeah. I feel like for me, it's I've never really after college, I do not have a routine at all because I don't know just with what I do, like every day is different. So I can't right. really plan for what a schedule is going to look like. And it's a it's a blessing in that way. But I know like a lot of people would not like it because you can't be in a routine really. Right. I mean, if I got up at like the ass crack of dawn every day, yes, I could work out, but it's that's not who and I am to my core. I saw a TikTok where it was saying something along the lines of if you're not an early bird, it could I'm probably gonna say this so dramatically and it's not as dramatic as I'm gonna say it. like chemically, like with your brain and your body, like it may be worse for you to force yourself to get up that early to go work out. And it's actually not as good for you as it seems like you would think like, oh, waking up at four or five in the morning to go work out. Like, that's great for everyone. Universally if everyone could do good, that. But it's not. No, it's not universally good. Well, they say a lot of things like that. And it's crazy that women don't learn this until we almost have to seek it out ourselves. About. But how much hormones and balancing our hormones influences our life, life cycle. Yes. Like everything we do. No, and I you- will die on this ground of the 40 hour work week and like the nine to five routine for, I mean, I know it's not even nine to five anymore. It's like eight to five or nine to six. That was based around like male biology and like how their body functions because of the way that their cycle works as humans. But for women, it's very different. And if the work schedule was made around like how our body functions, which it doesn't, and hopefully it might never, um, that's just life, I guess. I wish it wasn't that way. But sometimes I see the little TikToks of them being like, you would actually work for like four days straight and then you would have like a couple of days of like no meetings and then like this and that. And I'm like, that makes sense in my brain because I feel like <laughs> that's how I would function. Yeah. No, it's it, when you, I don't, it's just crazy to think like you. No one taught really, us that. Yeah. No one taught us anything. And about we took health them. classes and they yeah. didn't teach us any of that. Well, like the first thing that happens when you start having like hormonal imbalances and you're going through like being a teenager the mm-hmm. first thing they do is be like oh here take birth control and like fix yeah. it yeah yep and no then they don't teach you why it's happening or like what you could do as an alternative to balance yourself out or like the phases of your it. cycle yes. because I've even seen like some people talk online about like not cycle syncing I don't know if that's what it's called but there's like certain exercises that yeah, are best for syncing, yeah, yeah. That are best for you. There's certain foods that are best for you. Why the fuck did no one teach us that? I don't know. I think about that all the time. Obviously, I don't know everything about it now, but I do try to research it because it's just, I don't know. I look it up. That honestly might be my Roman Empire because I constantly look it up because I feel like if they would have taught us that in like fifth or sixth grade, I probably would have been pretty ingrained by now. But even now, it's like, it's my body and I know that those phases are happening, but I'm like, still trying to figure out like okay what's going on right now and what should I be eating and not that I completely follow by that but it's definitely a wild yeah. world it's part of being an adult I guess it learning is. all those things I feel like some doctors are trying to be a little bit more progressive but we're definitely as a society could do better I feel like agreed agreed that a very adult conversation yeah have. that's wild look at us being mature um but also 
speaking of let, let the, this list this is how it all started this list of memberships oh, yes, we were we were almost through the whole list memberships that make you an adult another thing any food or vitamin subscription service adult adult i have only ever had green flag adult it is a green flag one of like those amazon like monthly things you know how like you can be like oh send me my like tide pod detergent every three weeks i didn't even done that yet because i mean i'm not Oh, like doll. when you're on Amazon, they'll say like subscribe and save. Yes, I did say subscribe and save, and it was for Celsius. Um, That's questionable as an adult move, mm-hmm. but but kind of. I think if you can make a commitment like that, if you can make a commitment to a once a monthly thing like that. It means my frontal lobe is fully developed. That's crazy. I talk about that a lot because I really see a difference in my life post in or pre and post oh, yeah. frontal lobe development. Like, 25. I can't believe how serious everyone was about that. Like, it's so real. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it makes me nervous for, like, having kids and thinking about trying to have an actual conversation with a teenage child at this point. Like, I can't imagine not being so Dude. frustrated. And I understand why parents get so frustrated with teenagers because there's so much logic that and, just- like, you just know they can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, please. No, I had a friend at work that just told me literally today at lunch. She was like, oh, no, I cannot talk to middle school kids like for more than five seconds. She was like, I just don't want to interact with them. And I was like, that's crazy. She was like, I will not talk to people unless their frontal lobe is fully developed. <laughs> I was like, you're joking. That's one standard to have. Um, Yeah, I give teachers so much credit. Yeah, for having to speak and interact with yeah, just like children knowing, every day. Just doing that every day, knowing that like you're teaching them stuff, but they're to- not totally going to get it until they're 25. I wonder what life would be like um, if you'd like, I'm just going to stop. What? People do go to school after their frontal lobe develops. So like if I went to like, I just feel like I'd be so much more invested in learning like content we learned in like sixth grade for example like sitting in history class I feel like I would be way more attentive and way more engaged and interested as a full-fledged adult right now I don't know why I said full-fledged adult that was a bit of a um exaggeration than when I was in sixth grade there was no way I was retaining all of that no, and I think most of it, it is kind of frustrating to look back in school knowing that you were really just retaining the information for the moment and learning how to basically memorize things. To take a test. To take a test. I also hate that. And that's pretty much everything I did. And it makes me so frustrated, especially even even in college, a lot of classes that I took, it was for memorization and I just really wish that it wasn't built that way and things are more hands-on than theoretical because you don't really grasp concepts that way. No, that's why I did really good in all of my event management classes because majority were hands-on in projects and they weren't like projects where we were like writing a paper. We were doing different scheduling things and like planning an event yeah you're planning an event like one of my classes it was a tourism class for event management and we literally had a client and planned an actual vacation that they might be going on and like 
that was cool. And I learned a lot from it because that was real life. And I wasn't just trying to memorize something. I was trying to do something and learn something. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Um, I think that concludes our little, um, snippet of life, our life. Yeah. But a lot has been going on and, and, just everything we so missed we didn't much. talk about anything last week in pop culture no, because we, just we had our own shady stuff and now it. i think we've got a bit of stuff to catch up on here so this may this may be a long episode but let's start with vegas because they've got a few things going on they've had the sphere that's been kind of a mess and then they had f1 that's also been kind of a mess so first of all the sphere in vegas is supposedly losing a lot of money which is kind of sad because I really was looking forward I want to go at some point it which seems is, unreal which is wild because I don't really like I mean I was not a Vegas gal no we have said in the past we're like I don't know if we'll ever go to Vegas in our adulthood it seems a little intimidating I would go just for this for the sphere I just want to see it I think the sphere would be a really cool experience but it hopefully it's still around I think I would like that more than going to any club in Vegas is going to yeah. the sphere I agree. Hopefully it's still around, though, because the sphere has cost more than $2 billion to construct. And apparently this last um, quarter or the first quarter of its operation, it lost $100 million after um, the CFO just resigned as well. Um, But they are making money and I think it'll be fine and I think they'll turn around because They're making money off of putting ads on the outside of the sphere. I feel like they do more of that than anything because it's essentially a concert events venue, right? Yeah. And so they they made $4.1 million in event revenue and 2.6, almost more than half of the money that they've made was actually from advertising and licensing on the outside of the sphere. I mean, you can't miss it. That sphere is, I feel as if it's iconic. Yeah. Well, it was funny, though. They they chose to start with um, they're going to be doing residencies there, mm-hmm. I is the rumor. And the first people that had actually booked multiple events there was U2, which mm-hmm. it was kind of like a weird thing because it was like U2 was who was forced onto our iPhones yeah. all those years back. And yes, I don't they know were. much about them other than them that. being forced onto our phones. Yeah, but apparently they had booked out these shows and had really cool shows there. So it's going to be interesting to see how artists use the sphere in the creative vision of the show. They need to get DJs in, in that, that bitch. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They probably have some lined up, I'm assuming. I, mean, I think that'd be um, insane to see it like. A set there, a DJ set would be cool. They're going to start using it for other events besides music, too, because the UFC just confirmed that they have booked the Sphere for an event coming up. So they'll be doing, like, a fighting event. I don't know. In my mind, it kind of reminds me of, like, a planetarium. Like, it It seems really cool, but also kind of, yes, it kind of freaks me out. Like, I feel like the seats go up. Then this is just for me seeing it. I feel like they go up straight up. What are you going to say? Like an it's the IMAX? Hunger Games. Stop it right now. It's the sky in the Hunger Games. It is kind of like the sky in the Hunger Games. But I feel like there's the stage up front is really small and it's on like the ground level. And how I picture it is that everybody basically walks in and you could basically walk onto the stage if you wanted to. And then they go upstairs. And I don't think that's how it really is. 
You're just making this up? It's making me feel more claustrophobic the more I talk about it. I need to Google what it looks like so I can stop freaking myself out. I don't think... I could see why you would think that, but really you have to think about any event venue that we go to. It's the same thing. No, in It's my just mind, not thrown no in your out. face <laughs> because... The ceiling is not thrown in your face in most event spaces, but in this one, since they use it, you're thinking about it. Yeah. It's less scary now that I look at it like this. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a GA floor that people could be on. Yeah. I I think it's cool. Well, it's definitely going to draw people to Vegas, similar to what they thought F1 was going to do for Vegas. So Mm -mm -mm. they kind of had a rough start, though. So F1 was coming to Vegas, and people were already unhappy because they started well they cut down all the trees that were in front of the Bellagio so that people could view the they just went went out there and cut down trees and apparently these are very iconic trees for Vegas so people were already not happy about that I mean that just feels so unnecessary to cut down those kinds of trees go okay I'll, I'll cut myself off and then people were also not happy because when ticket prices came out they were starting at like two thousand dollars and People were saying, oh, everything's going to be sold out. Hotels were raising their prices to 300%. I heard about that. And then now when it came down to it, because it just happened this past weekend, they actually ended up dropping the prices, dropping the ticket prices to like half of 60% of what they originally were. Um, And there were rumors, which I don't know how true it was, but people were getting actors, were getting casting calls to be actors or fans in the audience because they didn't because have they enough selling people. enough tickets. Um, but then, as the actual thing started, so there was all this negativity around it before it even began. As it actually started, day one, they're starting their practice lap. Within eight minutes, somebody's tire car gets ruined. The Ferrari car gets ruined within eight minutes of the first practice lap because. A drain cover was left off of a drain. And these are uh, the racetrack is on Vegas roads. So the somebody left the drain cover off. The drain cover ruined the Ferrari car. And basically that was the start to the weekend. They had to cancel the rest of the practice. Could you imagine race. being that person that forgot to put that drain cover back on? Fired. I mean Straight fired. I mean like lifelong anxiety after that. Lifelong. Yeah, but also then there was more problems because the second day when fans came to watch the practice session, fans are actually now starting a class action lawsuit against the um, Formula One because they were forced to leave before the event started, although they had paid for tickets. So now Las Vegas-based law firm is suing and filing a lawsuit for covering and seeking at least $30,000 in damages for fans being forced to leave before the second practice session started. Um, Mm -mm -mm. But this also got me thinking. So not too long ago, we were actually talking about Vegas because they were having issues with the hotels and casinos being taken over by... not out there? Taken over by... um, The Super Bowl is supposed to be out there? Cyber hackers, yeah, it's going to be an issue. But um, so I just looked up a little update on that MGM casino hack that we talked about in the past. Mm -hmm. So it took 10 days for them to come to an agreement with the cyber attackers. 
um, they are supposedly operating normally again, although they may have some intermittent issues, they say. And so apparently what it was, there's a group known as the Scattered Spider, and they're supposedly the ones that was believed to be responsible for it. They specialize in social engineering, and they manipulate victims into performing actions by impersonating people or organizations that the victim has a relationship with. So they're supposedly especially good at fishing, not not fishing. And fishing. so they specialize in like the phone call scams. It's terrible. Um, and so a representative of this group said they stole and encrypted MGM's data and demanded a payment in crypto to release it. Um, and so basically they did this for 10 days. MGM ended up working on an agreement with them. They got everything back, but it took 10 days to resolve in Dang. the end. So lots of lots of things going on in Vegas, but that leads us to another fail that is in the works. <laughs> um, so Firefest, we talked about how Firefest 2 is going to be coming back around. Mm, and I can't believe that. The founder, what's his first name? Connor? No. That's crazy. Like, you're you're just (laughs) like, oh, gosh. What's his name? Billy. Billy McFarlane. No Um, way. I would have never guessed Billy. I think. Now I'm making shit up. That's Connor. Connor and Billy. No, it is Billy. Um, He took a group of 75 of the first people to buy tickets for Firefest 2 to an airfield in Orange County, New York, and sent them in private planes to experience weightlessness. I don't understand the correlation of why. That with Firefest. I don't know either. I feel like it's just not a good look because that seems like a little bit scammy. Like, let's get you hooked. Let's, let's show like you provide that this little enough. prizes yeah. and yeah. stuff for like ticket buyers. I don't like it. I don't like something that doesn't have like a strategic tie-in. Or rhyme or reason, and I just can't figure out the rhyme or reason other than, like, this feels like, you know, like, the candy sales they have you do when you're a kid. And they're like, if you sell 20 candy boxes, you get a yo-yo. An MLM scam? Well, what? An MLM scam? Yeah. Well, that's what this kind of seems like. And it's just like, oh, if you are one of the first couple people to buy tickets, or if you buy tickets now, you could be next in the waitlist plane. Like, why? Why do you want to go in this waitlist plane? Yeah, what does that have to do with it the It gives fest? me bad vibes. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I guess it literally, oh, I'm stupid. They did what? this and now people are talking about it. We're talking about it right here. This is exactly what they wanted. We're playing into it. Yeah. Forget we said anything. <laughs> this never happened. Mm-mm. You didn't see anything. We might forget to hit record what again. What is that from? Is that from, <laughs> <laughs> is that from SpongeBob? Probably. Um. Okay, anyway, speaking of disasters, there's a couple um, more things just being weird. So a woman's car completely caught on fire. Everything roasted and toasted except her Stanley cup. And not only was it intact, it had ice inside the cup still. And it was on fire. (laughs) So (laughs) safe to say um, it will keep your drinks cold. In case you didn't know. It was on fire. It was on. Yes, it was. And so, but what's even more wild about this? So 100 million people saw this TikTok. But then Stanley responded and said they are going to buy her a new car 
they said they might not do this again. So I think they were trying to encourage people to not light their car on fire with a Stanley in it um, in hopes of getting a new car. So they did. No one tried that at home. Not a good idea. I can't believe that was a thought that crossed people's minds. I mean, they definitely like were like, as a caveat, we'll pro- where they're like, this is the first time we've done something like this. We'll probably never do something like this again. And I feel like they had to say that. So yeah, people didn't get any bright ideas of like, oh, I wouldn't call that a bright crisp idea. Car. Um, <laughs> that's wild. Well, their response also got 34 million views. So people are definitely seeing this. And I'm assuming that the reason that they're doing the buying her car is because 134 million views is worth a lot in marketing. And so they're saving yeah. themselves quite a, a buck actually by this situation. Somebody said on TikTok that even if they bought her a Rolls Royce, they would still be saving money on advertisement just by the way the numbers break down, I believe which is it. wild. But even the comments, they are getting such good PR from this. Everybody in the comments was saying, I don't own a Stanley, but I think I'm going to go buy one now. Yeah. People saying that they will now be loyal to this brand because they are doing such a good deed. And people are serious. They're not joking. I have to be honest. I am not into the water bottle the, like phases. What's it called on the inside? The insulation? Uh, aluminum? No. I don't know what it's called. In- but Insulation? Whatever that silver stuff yeah. is on the inside. That's what saved her ice cubes. I know, but I cannot... <laughs> I don't like the taste of water it when it comes there. out of there. And for some reason, and I know this is true, and I don't care if people deny it, when you have a cup like that, the chances of you washing it regularly are oh, slim to none. That's why I have two. I'm just saying. Let's I will use one for a week, which that's not a long time to use. Some people go months probably without washing it. I use one for a week, and then it goes in the dishwasher, and I use the other one. And then once that one has its week up, then I, and y- you probably noticed because I so have So you use to, it for a week though. Yeah, I still use it for a week. Like, but what are the stats on that? Like, I want someone to test a Stanley inside water after a week and see what's in there. I mean, I am sloshing water around and dumping it out when I refill it. What is that going to do? It's going to do what it needs to do. I don't know. Something about the metal Some people, makes me feel weird. I've talked to multiple people where I'm like, oh, yeah, I put mine in the dishwasher and it gets like clean, clean. I don't think you're supposed to put them once in a the week. Dishwasher. No, they're dishwasher safe. Oh. They've gone in there quite a number of times. And people are like, oh, I've never even washed mine. And they've had it for See, that's a long time. Me about it. See, that's what I don't do. You got to be washing that thing or it's gross. Yeah. I don't know. I use glass cups at home when I like refill waters Mm -hmm. because I don't know. The glass makes me feel safe. And then I know I can put that safely in the dishwasher. I don't know. I'm glad you feel safe. Thank you. Um, Okay. Also, just a little random fact, but we had to share. I just saw this on TikTok. And I at first saw the spoof of the situation of a girl being like, oh, we're Coldplay. If you want to watch our show, you better pedal for your lives. <laughs> and I was very confused. I'm like, why is she doing this? I'm because confused. they have bikes and, at their shows. And they do. Um, apparently, Coldplay is powering their concerts with bikes used by members of the audience. So in 2022, they announced that they plan to add kinetic dance floors and 
energy storing stationary bikes to their world world tour to encourage fans to help power the show by dancing or spinning. Um, they pledge to be sustainable and low carbon as possible, hoping to cut their CO2 emissions by 50%. Um, so they literally have members of their audience running the power for their show by biking. Um, mm-hmm. Would you do this? Uh, okay, so if I was on the GA floor and there's bikes and you could hop on that bike to power the concert, yeah. if I had upwards of three four drinks i might jump on the bike for funsies um for shits and giggles but but not for serious but not for serious i don't think i don't think i'd be like let's go do you go, think people are power. showing up in like full workout attire ready to no. power this show i think everybody that's getting on that bike maybe not everybody maybe i'm looking at the worst of the world but i think everyone getting on those bikes is like hee hee there's a bike here and then they're like Let's pedal to the metal. But I guess my thing is, like, what happens if people stop pedaling? And, like, do you still have power? I think so. I think they the have other... Me- yeah. I think it's just a way to, like, help support. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's probably power. In the- I think it's almost like, you know, those pedal pubs? I know you know what a pedal pub is because we've, we've gone, gone on many them. together. Um, You're not, like, you're starting the engine to go. But once you, like, get two pedals in, you are not fully powering that pedal. Like, it has a motor, and the motor is moving the pedal pub. Yeah. What are your thoughts on electric bikes? Um, They scare me. I've seen people get hit. What? <laughs> that could be any bike. I just what mean, do you mean, like, like, the electric scooters that they have laying around the streets? No, like, people... Especially if you're, like, a long-distance biker, some people get, like, electric bikes that have motors so when you're no i don't it's easier i don't like that because i just feel like one wrong move and your whole leg is gone i have to be honest i'm not that good at riding bikes and especially when i have to turn the bike i actually freak out and i slow down so much yeah i just feel like it's not a good idea i can't imagine like on an electric bike trying to make a turn no but even those people are on their on like those they're electric powered they're like Kind of like a skateboard, but there's one big wheel in the middle, and then there's two. Um, a hoverboard? No, it's different than a hoverboard. I have no idea. We'll have to look into it later. You know when but hoverboards became a thing? Yeah, those were kind of nuts for a little while. I feel like they rose to power. <laughs> they rose to power. <laughs> and then they fizzled out pretty quickly. Like, when we were in college, I feel like they were cool. They, I feel like they were probably very unsafe. Oh my gosh, they were so unsafe. Um, and then we have to talk about some random kind of like home decor related things because, first of all, what? Bobby is leaving Queer Eye. Did you say home decor? Yeah. Home decorations? Yeah. What does that have to do with Bobby leaving? He's the one that does the home renovations. I didn't know that. I don't watch Queer Eye. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so basically, like, the running joke is that everybody else on the show has, like, a different job. So, like, each member of the Queer Eye cast has a different job. So, like, one redoes their, like, hair and makeup. One okay, teaches understand. them how to cook. One he works on home. their social skills. One, yeah, or, like, whatever, like, therapy stuff. Um, And Bobby's the one that does the 
home renovations or like space renovations. They really do it up on that show. Yes, I love it. And I've never watched leaving. So when it first came out, I was definitely more like I watched it way more regularly. Like Mm -hmm. I would watch every season. Then I kind of stopped after a while. But um, my favorite part, which makes sense for me, because I I have HGTV on all All day, every day. Um, my favorite part was always Bobby's part because he would redo the space and like you got got to kind of watch the process. Um, but yeah, he's leaving after eight seasons. That's sad. Yeah, I saw people online saying because I was trying to look into it, but since I didn't watch the show, it was like hard for me to like understand the yeah the full scope of the situation and. All of the comments I was seeing said, well, Bobby did have the hardest job. Like, Bobby's job was definitely the toughest out of everyone's. And that didn't make sense to me. I'm like, what do you mean his job was toughest? I don't. Yeah. I wasn't able to put two and two together because I was missing a two. Somebody commented on one of them and was like, I remember the episode where um, Bobby built an entire house and the other guy, like, bought a chicken. Like, for for them to cook or whatever. And it was just like, damn. Yeah, just like two extremes. Yeah. But I was thinking, because this next thing is kind of in work, maybe he can go do something with Chip and Joanna from HGTV because One can they, dream. first of all, I didn't know this, but they have a whole network of their own. They do. Magnolia Network, where they have a bunch of different shows and like a whole just thing. They have um, their show... The original fixer upper, all the seasons are on there. They have a bunch of spinoffs that they've created. I think the show about her cooking and stuff is on there. And but anyways, they this is new to their um network. They are doing Fixer Upper Hotel. It just came out. It's gonna be the cutest hotel in and the world. It's open. Oh, it's open already? It's open, yes. It's in Waco, Texas. There's thirty three rooms. I know, I already looked it up. It's called Hotel 1928 because that was when the original building was built that they renovated and it's premiering on Magnolia Network. So maybe Bobby can go to Magnolia Network and do something there. Um, my Stop aspiration it. in life is to be like Joanna. Oh my I, gosh, that's cute. You, I just love everything she do. does. I also love everything she does. I do not have the talent. Um or the eye for design, but you definitely have the eye for design. She, I didn't realize how many businesses they have, but Waco, Texas is like basically all of their businesses. I and feel she, like they're the king and queen of Waco, Texas. Yes, they have like restaurants, bakeries, houses. They do Airbnb they there. They do events at this hotel and it looks nice. Yes. I'm on their website right now. And it is stunning. Yes. I definitely. The hotel 1982.com. 1928. Shit. I can't read. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, But yeah. So anyways, I thought that was cute and also reminded me because Bobby's leaving. So maybe he can go there. Um, I mean, look at that rooftop. I know. It's adorable. I want to go. I did say because we did have a layover in Texas. I've never been to Texas. I would love to go. I just feel like they got a lot of cute stuff there. But Texas is huge, so you have to, like, really pinpoint where you want to go. I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there you go. Um, but let's we, – we talked about so much this episode. Um, let's wrap it up. Let's get to these shady stories. There's only two, but they, they're pretty long. So let's get into shady story number one. 
So my boyfriend and I have been together for almost nine years. We decided to go on our first trip together alone without any of our kids. We have always put our kids first, and this was our first. We went on a cruise. So throughout the whole trip, we had absolutely no problems. Everything was great. The only problem I had was being hungover, waiting in hot weather at the port. But that's on me, and it was my birthday. But anyways, on our last day of the ship, I decided to lay out by the adult-only pool in the back of the ship. My boyfriend didn't go with me because he just wanted to chill in the room. So I get to the pool, and it's packed, to be expected. And so I sat my stuff just at a table nearby and sat in the pool and just kind of watched for a chair to be open. Mind you, this is at like 10 a.m. in the morning. For anyone that doesn't know, on cruises, you're only really allowed 15 alcoholic drinks per day. Yeah, I had started drinking too in the morning, but cruise drinks on the ship, they do not make them strong at all. So I saw some chairs open up and I was like, sweet. I grabbed one and sat down and laid out reading a book. Then I started to get hungry and was like, I'm going to go get some pizza, get my sandals on and left my bag at the chair. When I come back, I literally took off my sandals and about, about to it down, about to put it down and the girl was sitting in the chair before I used it, came back looking for her shoes. I start helping her a little, and she goes, oh, there they are, my sandals. And I was like, no, those are mine. She grabbed them and tried to walk away. At the same time, her husband comes over. They were both already shit-faced by 11 a.m., hard to do on a ship. And I was like, hey, those are mine. Mind you, I'm 5'9", and she was way shorter than me. I wear size 11 sandals. I can't imagine she wears that size. And she comes back, and I take them from her, and her husband goes, Thanks for stealing my wife's shoes, bitch. I was very taken back considering everything (laughs) in my trip had been completely fine and relaxing. It made a scene and everyone around me was like that was completely uncalled for. I said to her, what size shoe do you wear? Because mine are 11s. She didn't respond and they walked away. Needless to say, I'm so glad I stood up for myself because walking around on a cruise ship deck in August is something no one should have to do. What? Probably shoeless. Oh, shoeless. Okay. Yes. Um, wow, this seems very reminiscent she of made our last that episode. It was the chair inspired this story. Yes. Oh, People on vacation are just... I think it's maybe just the alcohol. It's got to be a little bit of that. Kind of funny, though. Like, on a cruise, you're only allowed... I've never been on a cruise. It's, um, the drink packages are interesting. I went on a cruise once when I was, I believe, like, I had just turned 21. And my mom and I had gotten the drink packages, but you could only get, there was just a lot of rules around it. Like you could only get one drink per hour. So like if you got one during like, say it was 10 a.m. and you got it at like 10.05, you wouldn't be able to get your next one until 11.05 because they would track your packaging, which just seemed really like a lot to have to deal with. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't my cup of tea. I, I also just- got seasick on the cruise, so... I feel like that's uh, probably not that common. Don't they move very Seasick? slowly? They, yes. And I kept staring at like either the water or the horizon, which you're not supposed to do. But because people told me I wasn't supposed to do that, I just kept doing it on accident. Um, but I do have a kind of sensitive stomach. But it's interesting because I was younger then. And yeah. my like my um, car sickness and motion sickness has gotten a lot worse over time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I've seen about cruises is, I mean, as an adult, is on TikTok, people showing you how to open your wine and fill it with liquor because on most cruises, you're allowed to bring 
I think two bottles of wine mm-hmm. or something and I don't know it has to be wine like you're not allowed to bring hard liquor so people like show you how to sneak liquor into a cruise um or you could put it in your Listerine bottle and that's a, I didn't say it and that's all I've uh heard about cruises but yeah I've never been but this lady seems similar to some some people, people we, we had to deal we've with met in our lifetime so I would say for that very relatable, 10 out of 10. We love relatability. <laughs> and Shady Story number two, final Shady Story of the week. Oh, oh it, it ran away. From <laughs> <laughs> I just moved it to one page so it's easier to read. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Shady Story number two. I don't know if you do holiday Shady Stories, but here's mine. My mom is a terrible gift giver. No matter how specific I get, showing pictures, sending links, etc., it's always wrong. Wrong size, wrong color, even the item. She asks for lists and she just doesn't get things right. She shops for so many family members that she forgets all the stuff that she buys and she starts shopping in September and my dad gets credit card statements and pays them with no questions asked. So around October, November, I started snooping. I would find my presents and, of course, they are not the right items. So I would go and exchange them for the right ones and put them back where she hides them. A few years ago, I would wait for her to fall asleep, take her credit card, and online shop for the things I wanted. I'd have them shipped to my friend's house, and then I would put the items with the other, the items that I bought with the items she bought in a hiding spot. My dad never questioned any of the purchases, and my mom would never question it either. I can't imagine what she must have been thinking when she went to go wrap the presents. Those years, my presents were amazing, and everyone would be so bummed that my presents were great and theirs were just okay. I don't know, or I don't think I'll ever tell the truth, but last year I had a feeling my dad was on to me, so I'm going to make sure he gets an awesome present as well this year. So she's not stopping. She's just going (laughs) to add in some presents for the dad too. That's wild. I can't imagine not knowing or noticing. (laughs) Yeah, like like, there was just other presents. I mean, maybe she thinks the dad's picking them out and putting them there, but you would think there'd be a conversation like, I don't remember buying this. Did you buy it? Yeah, I would definitely be confused. I I would notice. And this girl's got some guts to be just taking the credit card, ordering them to the gifts to friends' houses. Even the like swapping the gifts out, I'm like, that's. I can never, I have never been the kind of person if I get something that I don't like. I love it. I love it. And I will never blink twice about it. And I will just keep it for as long as I feel necessary Necessary. to keep it. Mm -hmm. And then I will donate it. I know. (laughs) And that's just how it goes. But I can't imagine being somebody who is vocal about not liking something or... I, even exchanging things, I feel guilty Same. sometimes. So I just keep it because I'm like, Same. I would rather not feel guilty about it. I know. Yeah, I don't. I I just I feel like people when they get you gifts, they're so excited to give you the gift. And but there are people that just get stuff to get stuff. Yeah, and, and you then, can tell. And then you you're just like, oh, I just wish you would have saved your money. And not, and not gotten this. stuff because, yeah, because then it's just like. It doesn't feel like you get. Yeah. I know you what just you mean. Have 
stuff. Stuff. Yeah. I, but yeah, there's definitely a difference between people that give a gift because they're so excited to give it to you and yeah. they really thought about you versus they, they just had to check just, you off the list. Yeah, had to check you off the list so they just like found this thing or they had it in like their gift pile. Yeah. Or like regifting yeah. stuff that they already have. Yeah, the regifters. But I did like that this was a holiday specific story. So, with that being said, if you have some shady stories around the holidays, and I or have even faith, birthday stories because it's our birthday month too. True, true. But I have faith that the holidays bring out a lot of shadiness. Oh yeah, they bring out the best and the worst in people. So let's get those stories. Please write them in. We'd love to share them anonymously, of course. Um, keep writing them <laughs> in. <laughs> we won't share your information. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you check out the Patreon if you want a sneak peek of the merch before we release it. Lots of good Christmas stuff, um, holiday items. And yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye.